fellow out there in podcast land. I am JB, your host of Life on Track. Thanks for tuning in to another episode or for the first time. We're only three episodes in and I've gotten such amazing feedback from strangers, friends, old exes. <laughs> I keep getting messages from people way back um, in different times in my life. And one of those was from today's guest, Mike Goodrick, who I feel like we talk about it a little bit. I knew in a different lifetime. Uh, I've gone back in some of the previous episodes and talked about that I was previously married. And I feel like I've just lived many different lives, which I'm sure we all have. And songs can bring us spinning back to those times. And one of the lives that I've lived is I used to be a Christian. I used to have um, faith in that world. And I know Mike Goodrick originally from working at a Christian summer camp and <laughs> connecting with him there. And what's amazing is some people from that time in my life, which I feel very distant from, um, have continued to stay in contact with me. And Mike is one of those and just an amazing guy. He is a podcast producer that makes true crime podcasts and audiobooks, and he narrates some of those. He also is a musician himself and has previously recorded pop punk albums and now is largely uh, doing a lot of acoustic covers of songs. And he posts a lot of them on his Instagram, actually. Here's a little clip from one of my favorites. Look for the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget about your worry and your strife. I mean the and that directly connects to the other thing that he is up to these days is he runs with his brother, co-runs a t-shirt and apparel company called Happily Never After that is Disney inspired. We talk about all that and we dig into the episode and I've just loved hearing what people's song picks are. And that has been one thing I have started to get feedback from from old friends is they're telling me they're something old, something new, something borrowed and something blue, which are the song categories we go through in each episode. Something old is a song when you hear it, it brings you back to a different time in your youth and it can just transport you back. Something new is what are you listening to now and how does that fit into your life? What does it give to you? Time to dance, time to be calm, time to work. And then Something Borrowed is a song or an artist you would not know if it wasn't for someone of inspiration or importance in your life. Let's talk about the song and the person. And then Something Blue is a song that helped get you through a really hard time or that you associate with a time of loss or healing or change. And then we also have a chance to throw in a wild card song, which doesn't fit into the categories, but you have to talk about it. Mike's choices are just dead on. I was so excited to hear him talk about the choices and yeah, I'm excited to dig into the episode. If you haven't already, please follow the podcast wherever you are listening to it. And then also give me a follow on Instagram at juiceboxsays and the podcast at Life on Track Podcast. Without further ado, let's jump into my interview with Mike Goodrick. I'm excited to welcome my guest today, musician, audio producer, and I think narrator with True Crime Stories, or studios, um, and co-owner of Happily Never After uh, t-shirt uh, and apparel company, Mike Goodrick. Hey, Mike. <laughs> hey, how's it going? <laughs> know, that's a that's a mouthful. I didn't realize you were going to list all the, I know. all the random I, jobs I have, but hey, you know. I'm sure I left out many others. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I just like to make my guests feel awkward to hear what they do before, <laughs> before I it's talk true. to them. <laughs> Especially when there's that many of them. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I do a lot. I do a little of a lot of things, you know. 
Yeah. Tell me about True Crime Studios of like what, how that came about and like what that is. Yeah. Um, True Crime Studios is like the studio I run um, here for my house, but also kind of as a, a producer and stuff for audiobooks and podcasts, mainly in the true crime world. Um, I have been like indulged in true crime since I like high school. And so, um, yeah, I kind of started doing this audio production stuff as a job. And then after that, like, as I kind of started that, I, you know, tended to get a lot of true crime clients. And we actually, I took, I went with a client to crime con, which is like a true crime convention last year. Um, and just saw like the, it was often an entertainment value for me, you know, and like it is for a lot of people and a lot of, you know, white girls that started podcasts during the, <laughs> during quarantine. Yeah. But, but I, I saw like kind of firsthand there what like the true crime community does for victims and their families. Wow. Um, there's lots and lots of stuff happening right now with true crime podcasts and the good ones are doing a lot of really cool stuff. There's, you know, detectives and things doing um like press conferences and naming podcasts and going we wouldn't have caught this guy if it weren't for you because us as podcasters we can ask any question we want right police can't do that we get to but we get to like they don't have to answer us but like we're allowed to ask anything we want and so we can ask things that you know they wouldn't necessarily be able to and so i'm what you know i kind of got to watch some victims families and stuff talk and get to meet some and and hear how our community has really helped them and so that's when i finally was like all right i'm just going full into this and so i kind of just rebranded the studio to true crime studios because i really love what i get to do and get to be a part of that's really amazing yeah yeah that's that's a really interesting thing i never would have thought of for yeah i'm i get too scared of them uh so yeah 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 definitely i mean obviously it's you know there's a lot of fans and there's a lot of but um now we're getting to the point kind of in the zeitgeist i guess that it's we're actually seeing it do a lot of good and so that's when i was like i want to be yeah i want to be a part of that and so kind of rebranded to to really help other other podcast and audiobook uh, creators yeah. kind of with their with their audio end so that they can reach more people and help more people. So And then you're narrating some of these too, yeah. You're narrating Yeah, some of yeah, some of the audiobooks, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's yeah, like a, yeah, that's a fun good time. thing to do. <laughs> yeah, if you like if you like reading by yourself alone in a quiet room that's like twenty four square feet. Yeah, it's a great it's a great gig. <laughs> Just not my favorite thing in the world, but I really, you know, like I said, I really like what I get to do. I'm an extreme extrovert, so working at home in a small space by myself, you know, isn't yeah. always the best thing. But yeah, I really enjoy it, and the content's really fun. And uh, yeah, interesting. And then you just you've been a musician as long as as Forever, long as I've yeah. ever known you for sure before that yeah but, and uh, we've known each other for a long time yeah from a past which is life, wild honestly. yeah and literally I was thinking that I was like when did I know Mike and it's like yeah, it's yeah. a different lifetime literally yeah like, totally for totally both different. of us yeah. yeah it was a very different it was a very different place um for sure yeah um yeah I was like I went and listened back to like some of your old like pop punky stuff uh oh yeah um from it's just was it was a band but under your name just under Mike yeah. Goodrick yeah yep which is a great name yep. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll, I'll let my mom and dad know you appreciate it <laughs> and then yeah it makes sense that like Mike Goodrick is the 
pop punk and then michael goodrick is the crime is the podcast true crime stuff yeah <laughs> yeah i had to it, there was too much I, you know i was a musician for a long time toured the country did all that stuff for like three years straight and so um yeah i had to there's enough on the internet when you google mike goodrick that i had to have some other thing or else people would only find the music stuff and it wouldn't kind of no yeah. crossover so yeah the the uh the headshots from the pop punk days aren't exactly the vibe of not <laughs> quite <of> <laughs> you know just me in a giant cereal bowl and those things yeah I it's love not it. quite uh <laughs> it's not quite true crimey well let's while we're talking about something old let's jump back let's do it do you want to oh, listen yeah. to it? all right yeah let's <laughs> go fly back in time um, for reals that's literally what this song does all right, let's, uh, what's your pick for something old and we'll listen to it? It's GSF by MXPX. Cool, let's listen to it a little. I'll cut, it, I'll cut it i'll cut it there right before he says girls ain't no good anymore <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah uh, oh man where does this take you <laughs> oh so you know we've been we've been friends for a while and i went to listen to your podcast the other day after we yeah. kind of talked on dms like we've done kind of off and on for years and years which is so fun yeah um but i literally stopped the podcast and the episode i was listening to and like immediately you're like something old this you know you kind of described what it was and i was like it's this it's gsf right away like it just i just knew it and i hadn't listened to the song in forever and put it back on and like almost cried in my car like just uh. <laughs> it like brings me back to like such a specific um i grew up in a really like conservative religious home and okay. i wasn't allowed to listen to any music that was non not christian music right um it was super super strict like if I was changing the station from one Christian radio station to the other, and I took too long <laughs> on a station in between, I, I'm going to wow. get in trouble. Wow. But for whatever reason, my parents trusted the local Christian bookstore 100%. Anything that they sold was perfectly fine. Yeah. So they had this, they had this, like, it looked like a karaoke machine. It was like a CD player but you could scan the barcode of a CD and put on these little headphones at the end of the aisle in the Christian bookstore and like listen those. to what, yeah. yeah. So I remember I would spend hours like, you know, I'm going to buy one album with my allowance. Right. And so I would spend hours trying to find, you know, what, what album I was going to buy, you know, what weird worship album I was going to buy. And I saw this, the cover of this album, it had this like punk looking cartoon character on it yeah. and i turned it around and it had 32 tracks on it and i was like that's a pretty good bargain i get 32 <laughs> tracks for the price that i'm getting you know 10 from someone else and i listened i listened to probably 10 seconds maybe of whatever song it you know played, came yeah. on that yeah and was like this is it this is and it was almost like this is it this is my whole personality now this is who i am i'm like a punk alternative kid and not little did i realize like i got home listened to it and it was this epiphany for me I loved music for a long time, but it always had to do with my religion at the time. And so what this kind of opened up for me was like, wait, we're allowed to like sing about girls. Yeah. 
it was this like mind-blowing experience for me that was like this is this is everything that i'm going through right now right as a 14 year old like angsty teenager like all i care about is girls and i didn't know that we were allowed to sing about them like we were allowed this uh, this music thing that i really loved i didn't know it could like coexist with this other thing that i was going through your emotions i just felt exactly (laughs) i felt so scene was like the biggest thing that I could like wow. I just felt so like oh my gosh other people are feeling the way I'm feeling like girls ain't no good anymore anyway <laughs> it like felt you know you, as a 14 year old you feel that sure. like deep in your bones when yeah. you you know when your girlfriend breaks up with you or whatever so yeah I I was like this is the song immediately GSF MXPX that's it's incredible just yeah. so we're clear GSF stands for Girl Schmurls Foundation <laughs> it's like the He-Man Woman Haters Club from the little rascals yeah oh man yeah it's so funny that yeah that that that's your dip your toe dip into yeah into not christian music like yeah like secular music is what they call it yeah right (laughs) but for whatever reason the christian bookstore was allowed to have mxpx yeah i remember i remember knowing that they were like christian or like i associated them with christianity like when i wasn't in that world like and that's why i didn't listen to mxpx so it's oh, funny yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah there was a few of those bands you know that had that weird like they weren't singing about anything jesus-y but for right. whatever reason you know they like crossed over into that into that space and i am incredibly thankful that they did because yeah. i would not be the musician and probably the person i am today if it weren't for you know some of those first discoveries like mxpx and then, I mean, yeah, from to go from that to you doing your own, uh, eventually doing your own pop punk band. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And also about girls. Like, <laughs> absolutely. And and being able to like feel, you know, I remember being on the road, like when things were really hard, thinking back and go every, you know, oftentimes going, but that kid last night said that he felt seen, he or she, you know, felt seen because I, right. because of a song I wrote. I'm like that's what music made did for me and so i'll keep going i'll like eat eat another you know mcdonald's happy meal and drive another 40 you know 40 yeah. miles or whatever on no tank of gas and sleep in a van and do all that because it was you know it felt worth it to make some other kid yeah feel like i felt so oh, i love that all right let's jump into uh less problematic lyrics uh- <laughs> <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> Um, but yeah, what are you listening to now? What's something new for you? Oh man, this was like one of the first ones that I thought of too, was this, these two categories were not difficult for me to come up with, but, uh, the song is Wrong Side by Noah Gunderson.
let that one play for a minute. Get, yeah, when I got your list, um, I listened through them all, and that uh -huh. one I immediately went back and repeated. So, uh, Gosh, oh. I love it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's so it. good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I described this to somebody the other day as uh, the only song that has ever made me cry and turned me on at the same time. Like that's about right. Yeah, it was like it's musically. Obviously, it's like this incredibly like vibey, you know, you know, the saxophone and like, oh, it's just so good. But the lyrics, that lyric of I'm mostly being honest when I tell you that I'm fine until I wake up on the wrong side. Um, yeah, it just like is the epitome of a relationship in which you knew that it was supposed to end, but you're still sad. And yeah, it was it's it's just been on repeat for a long time honestly for me i probably listen to it once a day uh for the past few years <laughs> like yeah. i just i i can't stop it's i just think it's so good and anytime anybody on instagram or anything's like i need new music to listen to i'm like you should listen to wrong side by no Gunnarsson. it's yeah, so just good pull it out yeah is it like relatable to you and like in your circumstances or is it just like um, as you look back at life or yeah i think it's more kind of like a look back um a lot of the songs I listen to are sad songs. I think, right. um, I think it really comes down to like being seen, you know, I was an angsty teenager, like going through a lot of stuff, um, going through a lot of stuff that I didn't realize I was going through until now that I've gone to therapy and really, you know, kind of uncovered some things, yeah. um, looking back and going, of course I was like angsty and sad and all these things. Um, but so music has always been this thing that like, Oh, I feel like so seen by that. So even if it's not like relevant to me, like, I'm a pretty happy guy at the moment and yeah. really, you know, I'm kind of loving life. It's, it's kind of a reminiscent thing of like, Oh man, I remember what it feels like to be seen in those things. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, it kind of brings me back to a certain relationship that I knew needed to end. And it was kind of one of my only mutual breakups. It was okay. like, we both know that this yeah. isn't supposed, you know, like we're not supposed to keep doing this. So we're going to go ahead and separate, but you know, still wrestling with like i know that was the right decision but like i can still be sad about it i didn't you know those two things going together i've yeah. also it's also one of the only relationships i've ever been a part of ending so that's mm, also yeah. an interesting like a feeling i had never had before you know usually i was the one being broken up with not being a part of the breakup so yeah and a mutual breakup like that's that is what it feels like it's like yeah. it doesn't mean you don't love this person it doesn't mean you don't mm -hmm. it's it's out of like knowing it's not the right thing so yeah, that that song. Yeah, but still like figuring out how to mourn that, you know, right. like was yeah, is an interesting like di almost dichotomy of feelings, but yeah. Yeah, we're around the same age ish, I think. And mm -hmm. like uh yeah, there is something about listening to songs now and yeah, it's just like honoring who you were and like being able mm -hmm. to like listen to your own journey through newer things you're listening to. Um it's really, really beautiful. Um yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna dig back into Noah Gunderson after this. Um, he's got it's interesting because he's like super acoustic sometimes, and then like huge full band like rock, and it yeah. kind of depends on the album. And yeah, it's 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 great. And that's kind of even off. That's kind of even off the wall of any album he's put out. That's was just like a random single he it put out just... with the band Sisters, which I had never heard of. Yeah. And yeah, they. But man, yeah. I'm glad I found beautiful it. beautiful pick. Yeah. All right. So those are the easy ones for you to. to yes, definitely. Down. Uh, this um, next one's the easier, easy one, sort of. The, but these were harder. Yeah, these were definitely more, more difficult than those two. Yeah. Borrowed is fun because we get to talk about a song and a person. Uh, 
Yes, exactly. <laughs> Let's play it. Uh, reckless driving. I didn't mean to kiss you. I mean, I did, but I didn't think it'd go this far. I didn't mean to kiss you. Now you can't focus on the road when I'm in your car. Now we're going 100. Your hands aren't on the wheel, cause you're just staring at me like you're not convinced that I am real. And now we're at 180, and I can finally see, but then it's over in a second. Crashed the car into the tree, yeah, I can see it all happen. You'd rather die than take your eyes off me. I don't love you like that. I'm a careful driver, and I tell you all the time to keep your eyes on the road. But you love me like that. You're a reckless driver, and one day it'll kill us if I don't let go. I don't cut it off as he starts going. Um, another, another uh, makes you cry and turns you on situation. Oh, yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, tell me about this this song or this artist and how you how it came into your life. Yeah, so Lizzie McAlpine is the artist. The song's called Reckless Driver. Um, ben Kessler is a, a guest on it, but I just really had to pick a Lizzie McAlpine song. You know, it was yeah. really this artist as a whole. Um, my friend Meg, um, it's I always have a hard time describing who she is to me. Um, mm. She's technically my wife's best friend. Okay, but that feels like such a disservice to who she is to me to call her that. Um, you know, I think oftentimes when we give labels to people like that, it, it puts in someone else's mind. Oh, so she's like just your wife's best friend. So you happen to be around or whatever, but, but Meg is, um, one of the most important people in my life. Uh, one of the only people in all honesty that I feel 100% completely safe around um hmm. safe to be everything that i am all the complicated feelings and emotions and labels that i am um meg sees all of them and loves me through them um and so she's one of the most important people in my life and she's talked about liz mcalpine for a really long time and for whatever reason i have no idea i just never listened like i just never went and she is very like sad music. And so it's not really something you usually like put on, put in, like put on in a car when you're driving. Right. So like when we're together, it's not something we put on to listen to, but so it was always would have been something I needed to listen to on my own. And for whatever reason, for years and years, I have not listened to her. And Meg was here. Meg lives in San Francisco. I live in Arizona. And so she was here. Um, not too long ago and was talking about Lizzie McAlpine again, like she is often. (laughs) And uh, for whatever reason, when she left, I was like, all right, I'll, I'll listen to this. And yeah, it was incredible. This was, you know, this could have been my something new if it wasn't so important that it was my something borrowed. Yeah. Um, Cause it's probably the newest artist I'm listening to at the moment. Um, But I, I mean, her lyrics are incredible. Her production value is so interesting in that like it's super minimal, but if you're really, really listening, it's like kind of complex and it's in the way it's weaved together. It's simple as far as like, there's not a ton of instruments, but the way that it's weaved together is super complex and um, really fun to kind of like, it feels like every time I listen, I'm catching new little production things here and there. And obviously she's an incredible songwriter. And Meg is also somebody that I 
used to do music with a lot. Okay. Um, we used to sing together a lot. And so um, Lizzie McAlpine's also kind of reignited something and we're trying to figure out how to do music via the internet again. Amazing, um, yeah. Because we used to get to sing together all the time, you know, in person. And so now we're trying to figure out like, how do we do this? Because um, Meg is an incredible singer and vocalist and um, yeah, and just super, That's super cool. important to me. Uh, did did you have to confess that you finally like listened to that? <laughs> oh yeah. What was yeah, Meg's response to that? And yeah, she was not. I mean, she was like very so happy that I was finally listening to her that I think she wasn't as mad that I hadn't yet. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, it's one of those things when like you talk about a band or a movie or whatever a ton, yeah. and your friend finally does watch it and is like, oh, it's really great. You're like, oh, I don't know why you didn't listen to them, but if you had before maybe I assume that you didn't like them and I would rather you like them and not have listened to them yet than to True. have listened and not liked it. So, yeah. Yeah, I've had that with friends with like, yeah, movies or music where like they talk about it so much and then I keep forgetting to check it out yep. and then I start mm -hmm. pretending like I've already. <laughs> yep, you're like, well, yeah, they're gonna, like, I'm a, I'm a bad friend if I haven't listened to this yet. I'm gonna yeah. get caught. Exactly. Yeah. You're like, oh no, now I have to just pretend like I know this because they talk about it enough. <laughs> um yeah so like that friendship has been you met meg through your wife and then yes, yeah um, they've been best friends since they were like 12 or 13 something like that um, that's cool yeah and yeah i met meg through that and but we are you know so close we're both musicians my wife is not a musician yeah we 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 like to joke that when the three of us are together my wife is the third wheel because me and meg are, like my wife just married a male version of her best friend. That's that that's sense. what happened. Like she just <laughs> she just married male Meg, and my name happens to be Mike. She even needed to keep the M Mike and Meg. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. And you guys and you you do well sharing best friends. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you can just call Meg your best friend too. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I can, but. Yeah, I don't know. I again, it's like I hear you. Yeah, that is a weird. I yeah. was like, I was like thinking about like how do I like even for this, I was like, how do I describe who Meg is because the yeah. the term my wife's best friend doesn't hold the weight that yeah. Meg does, and she needs something else. That's I need cool. some other title to call her because she's so important to me and to us. Yeah. All right, we're gonna return to the uh, pop punk aisle of the Christian yeah, bookstore. <laughs> We are going to return <laughs> to the pop punk aisle of the Christian bookstore. Absolutely. Well, For, uh, they didn't have a pop punk aisle. It was just rock. Like that's right, all they yeah, called it. Yeah. Everything, everything in was included in that. And you really had to dig, but yeah. yes, we are going to, we are going to return right back there. All right. We got for something blue. We got deathbed by Reliant K. And we'll to a little bit of it. I can smell the death on the sheets. Covering me, I can't believe this is the end. But this is my deathbed. The year was 1941 I was in 
cut that off uh, 10 minutes early. <laughs> yeah, it's a long song. Yeah, that's 11 minutes. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, tell me about this or something Ooh. that takes you back to a, a time. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you remember this, JB, but like we were Instagram, you know, social media friends at the time, but I went through this really crazy like health thing. Yeah. Um, I kind of started losing the use of my legs and I was on a cane for a little while and then was in a wheelchair for quite a while. Yeah. Um, doctors couldn't really figure out what was going on and they were using scary words like cancer. Um, yeah, this, uh, Reliant K is probably my favorite band in the world. Um, you know, I obviously influenced by, yeah, finding bands like them in a Christian bookstore. Um, but yeah, a song like this, I think so much of music for me is about being seen. Um, and this yeah. song, although it travels through lots of different genres and tells the story of this guy that we don't have a lot in common, me and this character in this song, um, this, this, these lines of like him coming to terms with his death and the life he lived um, yeah. were just so real for, for me and my family at the time. Um, we, at one point, a doctor said like, go home and get your affairs in order because yeah. it's not going to be long. Um, that was a long time ago. Yeah. I remember just being on the other side of yeah social media and seeing this and just was, yeah. Talking to Courtney mm -hmm. at the time, like my closest friends and my ex-wife, like I was like, what's happening with Mike? And we were still running in like more similar circles at the time too. For sure. Yeah. And then was this, was this song that something that was already that you already knew and you could just kind of return to at that time oh yeah definitely um it actually interestingly enough i went through a, a different health thing in high school um where i was in the hospital for a long time and had a bunch of spinal taps and all kinds of stuff um but it was also kind of scary as a teenager i would think i was a sophomore um and this song had just come out like this album had just come out and yeah. so, um, yeah, it was like kind of twofold. And so I returned back. I think we, you've talked about this a little bit on the podcast before. Yeah. Like I kind of returned back to this song that, um, I really connected to. It's probably my favorite song on earth too. Mm. Like, which is interesting that it falls in the something blue category, but yeah, it's probably my favorite song of all time. Um, it travels through so many different genres and all kinds of things and, and tells such a cool story, but yeah, this, you know, it's about this guy coming to terms with um his mortality and the life he lived and yeah i i listened to it a ton when i was sick um when i was sick is just like a term we use because we still don't know what still happened to me yeah. and one day i went to transfer myself from my bed to my chair like i had done so many days before and my legs worked again um, and i haven't wow. been back in the chair since and doctors never actually figured out what was wrong and then they definitely didn't figure out why I got better. Um, but yeah, it was like a really scary time and I wrote a bunch of songs. Like I wrote basically a whole EP that I never like released or did anything with, but I called it the C word cause I thought it was like a funny title, but yeah. it was also like a, you know, yeah. a, an ode to this, like at, at 20 something, I wasn't supposed to be going through what I was going through. Um, and it was kind of in a weird in between where I didn't feel like I fit in with healthy people, but I also didn't really fit in with sick people because I didn't, I didn't know if I was not, if I was sick, but I didn't know why I was sick. I didn't, you know, yeah. when you tell people that 
you have cancer or you have some, you know, some terminal diagnosis, there's kind of a semblance of, we know what to do. We know how to respond. But when you don't have a diagnosis, people really have no idea what to, what to do or how to respond. And so I felt very alone and uh, a song like this was a friend, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Feeling seen again. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like so much of music for me is, yeah. Yeah. What year was that? Or like what time was that? I'm trying to remember. I'm always the worst at years (laughs) and stuff. Um, I, I want to say it was 2014 or 15. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was around the same time I moved to Portland. That makes sense. Yeah. Cause I had, Um, I had been married, like I'd gotten married and this, it started like, the early, early onset of, of something's wrong with me started like just after a year into marriage. Wow. So yeah, yeah we went through. So we, yeah, when we talk about, about knowing each other from a different lifetime for you. Oh yeah. Entirely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. So much of my life is like before or after I was sick. Like yeah. it's such like a pivotal point in life and our life kind of stopped for 18 months. Yeah. Um, being sick. And so, we lost everything. I lost my job. I lost it all. And so, so much of our lives, there's like, oh, was that? Yeah, that was before I was sick. So it must have been this time or, oh, that was after I'm sick. So it must have been since this, you know? Yeah. Yeah, So much of our life is based around that time. And yeah, this song was such a a pivotal, pivotal thing for me. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Like I I feel like um, what I'm noticing about the something blue songs, which is also true for me is like, they're incredibly painful to hear, but they're also just so mm-hmm. comforting because that's what we need yeah. in those times. And like, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful song. Yeah. I listened to it. I think I hadn't heard it in years and years and like listened to it this morning and just, like yeah. touched by it. And I was interested. I was wondering if I was going to connect it to that time. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, all right. You have a few wild cards in the deck. Uh, which one do you want to draw? <laughs> Considering that we kind of, connected about the podcast because of my apparel company i figured i would go with you've got a friend in me from the toy story one soundtrack you've got a friend in me you've got a friend in me when the road looks rough ahead and you're miles and miles from your nice warm bed you just remember what your past is Boy, you got a friend in me. Yeah, you got a friend in me. Ooh. It's a it's such a wonderful song. Because um, I work in karaoke, like I do karaoke hosting all the time. Yeah. And like sometimes Disney songs are like, all right. But this one, yeah. like, it's just a wonderful song. I mean, it's a Randy I mean, Newman song. Yeah, it's Randy Newman. That's, I mean, that they made the right call. And to be clear, it wasn't Disney that made the call. It was Pixar back in the day before they had anything yeah. to do with Disney uh, making that call. And yeah, they made the right call. Um, yeah. Yeah. Happily Never After is this, is it like a Disney inspired apparel company? Uh, me and my little brother have loved Disney and Pixar since I can remember. Um, I love Toy Story. I have Toy Story tattoos. I'm wearing a hat right now that has Woody's boot on it. I'm sitting in my office that has like Toy Story paraphernalia all over it. (laughs) And so um, I love, love, love Toy Story. Um, And so much of that is like looking back and like why, you know, as a, as a quote unquote Disney adult, I have to explain myself a lot. Isn't Disney for kids? And yes, it sure it is. But 
for me, Disney again is a thing that, you know, Toy Story was a thing that made me feel seen. Um, mm. And for Andy's fifth birthday, he gets this toy, Buzz Lightyear, um, in 1995 when the movie comes out. Well, I turned five in 1995 wow, when the movie yeah. came out. And so I was Andy. And fast forward, Toy Story 3 comes out way, way, way later in 2009 as Andy is graduating high school and I graduated high school in 2008. Yeah. And so the, all the feelings he's feeling in Toy Story 3, I was feeling at the same time. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it's like such a connection for me. Um, and yeah, I just, I love it. I'm more, you know, more than most things in life. Yeah. <laughs> I love uh, Disney stuff. But, you know, part of the thing was that most Disney clothes are stupid. Like they look really <laughs> dumb. I have a closet full of them, but I only wore them at the parks. We have season passes to Disneyland. We go all the time. But I just had a closet full of clothes that I never wore except for when we're in Disneyland. Um, and so me and my brother finally kind of got sick of it and we were like all right let's make clothes that we actually want to wear and they happen to show our love for disney but let's make clothes that we would actually wear on a regular basis and so yeah i love the designs you've dropped after came yeah i love the designs you've dropped so far like just that how it connects to different parts of nostalgia that aren't necessarily oh, yeah. at all um and then i'm excited for with a new one which i was Gonna, I'm glad you use the term Disney adult. I was like, is that a is that a derogatory term? I mean, um, I think people use be. it as a derogatory yeah. term, sure. But like, <laughs> but I understand what I am. I am yeah. an adult who loves Disney. If that's what you mean by Disney adult, that's me. Yeah. If you're yeah. trying to be derogatory about it, we can have a conversation. Uh, sure, like whatever. You don't. But I also don't expect everyone to love all the things I do. So yeah. I'm into really obscure things in general. I really love disc golf and I'm a season ticket holder to the WNBA. And, you know, like yeah. I just, I, I'm into lots of things that are weird and, yeah. you know, culturally. And so it's, it's not a problem for me. And the new collection that you're about to release, right. Is, uh, yeah. I said, it's like almost a combo of Disney adult and elder emos. Uh, yes, absolutely. It is. <laughs> yeah. And it's um, like parodies or like plays on old Famous on the old like emo bands, yeah. Emo band t-shirts. On the yeah. original drop, um, we dropped a My Chemical Romance um, shirt. Oh yeah, yeah, this, yeah. This new line, yeah, has uh, uh, Taking Back Sunday. That's a, a cross with Lion King. There's uh, Emery. That's a, the band Emery. That's a cross with uh, with Disneyland. There's an Under Oath shirt, and then you know, kind of the <laughs> one of the reasons that we ended up here where we are today is because uh, we we did kind of a really obscure dashboard confessional. Yeah. Uh, shirt and I, we were doing these things on Instagram where we were making people like having people guess what emo band it was we were showing the actual shirt design and going what emo band is that and yeah. no one was guessing this one I saved it to last because I knew it was obscure but no one was guessing it somebody at least and all the other ones got like guessed it right but nobody was guessing it and so I was like who is the biggest dashboard confessional <laughs> fan I know and I was like JB the absolutely JB me. <laughs> <laughs> I won't even have to say yeah. You're a really big dashboard fan. Like I knew that I could just be like, "Hey, you know what the shirts what like parroting?" This? And you immediately, of course, knew. And they were like, "I have a, sh I have a picture of me in that shirt." And I was like, "Please yeah. send it to us." Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Obviously, I mo instantly knew what it was. And the only thing that took me a moment was picking what song I was going to send because I did a music oh, response yeah. instead. Yeah, of you, you responded <laughs> with a song. That's right. Instead of like saying dashboard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted you to hear the acoustic slamming. Exactly. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> As my answer. Oh man. Um, oh, I love me some dashboard. I did a, re we were allowed in like high school, we were allowed to do a report on any person, any human being. 
we had to do a report and I did a report on Chris Caraba because Chris Caraba. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh man. He's, he's, he's a super nice guy to it. Like knowing him over the years, like, cause we went to a million shows, like literally went to yeah. over a hundred shows and, um, uh, such a nice guy. And yeah, I hope to have him on here someday. Fingers crossed, yes. but uh, yeah, I got to build up to it, but, uh, yeah. Some more yeah. musicians, like, yeah, some musicians would be really interesting. Like, are they picking their own songs? Are they? Yeah, that's I that's know. that would and be like really what interesting. influences them. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I didn't even yeah. think about that, like picking a song that was one of mine that like got me through something, because obviously I wrote them all about real things. I didn't even consider that. Throw me uh, a title and I'll put it at the end of the podcast if you want or if you think oh, of one, man. even if you don't want to do it. Right yeah, 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 yeah. Let me yeah. think about it. Awesome. So, yeah, where where can people support you and like how's the best way to get connected with you online and stuff? I am Mike Goodrick everywhere, um, and that's M-I-K-E. There is a really famous jazz musician named Mick Goodrick, which is really uh, interesting. It's M-I-C-K, but often like journalists and stuff misspell it to Mike. They assume he is Mike, but um, yeah, he actually just passed away like a month ago, oh, and wow. it was really weird like seeing that headlines with basically my name saying that I had passed away. <laughs> like It was very <laughs> oh, strange. Um, it was a surreal, surreal experience. Um, but yeah, I'm Mike Goodrick everywhere. That's G-O-O-D-R-I-C-K. And so you'll find some music stuff there, um, all that kind of stuff. You can find True Crime Studios on Instagram and stuff at True Crime Studios. And then Happily Never After Co. is pretty much that everywhere on Instagram, TikTok. And then the website is happilyneverafter.co. Amazing. When is the new uh, the emo line dropping? Um, we're not sure exactly. There's actually, my wife is actually in Disneyland with Meg right now and Amazing. they're, they're getting like product photos and stuff right now. So once we kind of have everything in the hopper ready to go, then we'll you kind of announce a release date. But yeah, that's the next kind of set of shirts that's going to come out and it'll be the first one we launch as a set other than like the, when we, we launched, we launched with like four different shirts, but they were yeah. very different. This is like all kind of in the same uh, wheelhouse yeah. yeah do you have do you have andy tattooed on your foot uh i did at one point okay. it's it's yeah it's not uh, There's a story there yeah 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 but oh well just feet tattoos they you know especially yeah, on the go away. yeah um yeah. yeah when i was on tour i also didn't wear shoes it was like a thing that i didn't do like i did for years where i just didn't wear shoes ever i like didn't own a pair of shoes um while yeah. i was on the road and so yeah it wears off really really fast but it- yeah, I noticed I've, that you were I've, barefoot on the one of the old album covers too. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, that was like part partly like people knew me that way, so then I kept it going because obviously. Yeah. But yeah, I have a Lenny, the binoculars guy from Toy Story, on my leg. So nice, love it. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll send people to to you, Mike. And yeah, this was really great catching up, and I'm excited to Dude, listen. Yeah, to for reals, <laughs> so so fun. I'm. I'm it's been a long time. We've obviously like Instagram DM'd for off and on for a while, but um, yeah, yeah, it's so fun to see your face and get to get to hang for a bit. Same. I'm still telling you, one of these days, you're gonna be working at Chopsticks, and I'm I'm gonna make someone else put my name on until you call my name, and then I'm just gonna pop out of, up out of nowhere and sing a killer emo song, and you're gonna be so blown away. It's literally emo night this Wednesday, so you got. <laughs> Oh man, I got a kid on the flight. <laughs> my thanks again to Mike Goodrick for being my guest and for being my friend. You should be his friend too. Follow him in all the ways that he mentioned. You can always check the episode notes for links to those 
Instagram profiles or websites. Webisode notes always also have the list of the songs that the guests pick and a link to a Spotify playlist with full versions of all those songs if you want to dig a little deeper. Thanks for listening to Life on Track, the podcast all about the soundtracks of our lives and the stories behind them. I am JB signing off. Hope to see you all again soon. Once again, make sure you're following the podcast so you check out the next episode when it drops. I'm going to close out this one with All My Friends, a Mike Goodrick track from 2010. Here's that email throwback, and I'll see you so soon. Here we are again, another day, another fight. I can't take this anymore, I'm wondering what all of this was for. I count